On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, another player fresh off a trip to Florida with Canada's junior national team. Dogs Academy product Boston Workington joins us. Welcome to episode 150 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Before we get started this week, we just want to say a giant thank you to everyone for supporting us, checking out our social media, reading our stories, and listening to this podcast. We honestly could not do it without all of you. It's incredible to think that we're 150 episodes in, and we just can't wait to bring you even more. We'd like to take a moment as well to thank all of our teammates, like the Okotoks Dogs. They are platinum supporters, part of our new tiered sponsorship program. The Dogs have been with us from the beginning as our first sponsors, and we're first to jump on board with this new program. So a big thanks to John and everyone with the Okotoks Dogs for their continued support. Speaking of those dogs, let's get into this week's episode. A handful of them were named to the Baseball Canada Junior National Team, taking part in the Best of Seven Friendship Series against the U.S. a few weeks back. We had St. Albert's Max Hartman on last week to talk about that experience and his baseball journey, so we thought we'd do the same with a couple of more players. This time around, we're catching up with Boston Workington, the young hurler, pitched in 10 games for Dogs Black during the Western Canadian Baseball League season this summer, then was summoned to the Junior National Team camp, where he impressed every time he stepped on the bump. Originally from Delta, B.C., the 18-year-old right-hander came through Dogs Academy, where he's elevated his game to the point that he's been listed by the Canadian Baseball Network as the 11th best Canadian prospect for the 2022 MLB Draft. He's also committed to the University of Washington, another Division I powerhouse connection with the Dogs. We chatted with Boston about that and much more in a phone chat last week. Boston, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me. It's great. I really appreciate it. Quite the journey here with the junior national team. So let's start there. How did you become aware in the first place that you were even going to be able to try out for the team? Well, it... it I kind of had we had a at the beginning of the year we had some kind of some sort of scout day where um Greg Hamilton the head coach the recruiter there he uh he came down to watch and I pitched pretty well and one of the guys on my team said yeah that you did, you did a pretty great job I'd be surprised if you didn't get get the call to go try out there and then uh and then I ended up getting the call a little later this summer because with everything being pushed back in terms of covid and stuff we weren't really sure what was going on and then we got a call saying that if uh if I'd like obviously that I could come down and try out they love, love to have me down there for the two weeks at Ajax to try out for the team and originally it was for the tryout for Worlds but unfortunately that got pushed back so it was the tryout for the friendship series against the U.S. What went through your mind when you got that phone call? Oh honestly just pure excitement pure excitement I'm like holy cow this is actually this is actually happening I got I got the call wow that's a that's amazing it's one of it's been one of my goals for a for a pretty long time so to get that to get that call it, it felt pretty special. So take us through that process. You hop on a plane, head out to Ajax. What was that whole experience like? Oh, that was it was it was super cool getting to meet getting to meet all those guys out there across across Canada, the, the best the best guys across Canada. Getting to getting to play with them and build build some strong relationships in, in the course of those two weeks there in Ajax, and then that week week in Florida as well. It was just it was just an awesome experience and something definitely I won't ever forget. And obviously as you mentioned, you get named to that team heading down to Florida, the friendship series with the US. What was that experience like? 
again, such a such a cool such a cool thing to experience to be able to play against. Like, first of all, play with the the best players in Canada, and then play against the best players in the United States. Obviously, they're a they're a pretty big powerhouse there. But it was just it was just uh, gives you a lot of perspective almost in terms of where you're at individually and kind of as I guess as a country too, just to be able to play them and compete too, which was which was pretty cool. I know the score is one thing, but in a camp and a tournament like that, I assume it gives you a bit of an opportunity to work on things, maybe see things through a different perspective. Did you learn anything about yourself or learn some things about your gameplay that maybe you'll be able to take with you going forward? I think for sure, for sure. I think in t- for me, I think you got to everybody. Everybody's at a different uh, place in terms of their skill and stuff. And some people are going to be Oh yeah, they're they're uh, they're going to be super hyped up in terms of everything and all that kind of stuff. But I think for me specifically, I gotta I gotta understand that everybody everybody's the same. Everybody's a human being. Everybody is has their weakness. Everybody has flaws. You can be as as built and as physical as as you are, but at the end of the day, you you gotta get in the, step on the mound and then get in the box too and get battle there. So you basically it's like just treat every treat every batter with the same conviction that you would with any anybody else any favorite moments during the course of the last few weeks or times that left you a little awestruck maybe i think for me just being able to step on the mound first my first outing against team usa being able to step on that mound and just kind of see see the the guy step in the box and then everybody else the scouts in the in the in the back there with their radar guns and and their notebooks i think that for me i had to take a take a deep breath there that just left me kind of you know we were sharing a story off air about uh, some off-field shenanigans we'll call them that why don't you walk us through uh what happened during one of the games well before the pre the pre-game what we had here so we we did a lot of pre-game stuff and warm-ups and then we did our anthems and i actually ended up having a standoff with one of the guys on team usa so basically it was at the end of the anthem, we had our hat, hats to our hearts still and we were basically just standing there until one of us went back to the dugout. It actually got to the point where the pitcher had finished all of his warm-up pitches and there was about to be a guy who stepped into the box before the Team USA guy went back into the dugout and I actually won that standoff, which was pretty funny and pretty cool. Was that something that was sort of preconceived or was it organic? Like how does that all come to be that you even notice that you're trying to be the last one to, to leave the field? Well, to be completely honest, it was kind of just one of those things where I thought to myself before, I'm like, I've seen a lot of these happen in, on social media type thing. So I'm just I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to stand out here. And if somebody decides that they want to stand out there with me on the other team, then we, we've got a standoff type thing. But it really wasn't anything that I thought of like the day before or anything like that. It was kind of just when I stepped when I stepped on the line and kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. When you look back on it, what did it mean to you to be mentioned as one of the top 25 Canadian prospects under 18? Uh, it was felt really special. And I, I think that I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for the, all the opportunities that I've been given and everything that I've, that's happened over the course. There's definitely been ups and downs, but it, to look back at that, it, it seems, it seems pretty amazing. How special was it from your perspective to be able to do it with some people that you've known for a while now, whether it's through Dogs Academy or I assume you, you had a few buddies as well that might have uh, grown up in BC alongside you? Oh, for sure. That was that was super cool to even have like start to start that camp with not knowing not knowing really anybody there. I, I guess 
knowing the four, four or five, six guys that came with me from Okotoks and then some of the guys from BC too, but the rest of them, I just completely new faces. It really helped for sure. I definitely grew up with a, a couple of those guys from BC too, played against them, played with them. And that, that definitely helped for sure. It, it, it was, it was pretty cool to see where we've all come. I assume as well that you kind of create lifelong friendships through that as well, because you, you all of a sudden get to be peers with some of these people across the country that you didn't, you kind of maybe knew by name, but you didn't know face to face at all. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, those three weeks that we're able to spend with everybody, there's, there's relationships and stuff like that, that I think will be lifelong. And just, it was super cool to be, cause you're with, you're with them pretty much. You're, you've got, we've got the two weeks in Ajax where we were pretty much, there seven hours a day at the field and then we come back to the same hotel and eat, eat at the same restaurants and then we went down to florida too for we were spending all day together and stuff like that the bus rides the games so definitely for sure you get to know people pretty well and spend a lot of time with them so for sure i know hockey players get asked this a lot when it comes to wearing the maple leaf on the chest and i know it's not quite the same with the baseball uniform but at the same time what did it mean to you to put on the maple leaf and represent canada oh it it uh, I think that was something that re- really special for me, and I, I hold that pretty close to my heart. With being able to represent my country with Canada across my chest is something pretty, pretty special in my opinion. Let's go back to the beginning here, Boston. Do you remember the first moment you stepped onto a baseball field, and were you in love with it right away, or was it something that you had to kind of get an acquired taste later on? Oh, oh yeah. For <laughs> I, I talk to my parents about it all the time. It's as soon as as soon as I was a little kid, I had a I had a helmet on. I had a glove. I was swinging a bat around. It was for sure. I think something from right from the get go, I fell in love with. Did you have other sports that you were interested in? Did you have to make a choice at some point down the line, or was it baseball all all the time, right from moment one? Oh, I played I I played a lot of sports. I um I grew up playing soccer. I played hockey. Um, I played school basketball, school volleyball. I, I was involved in a lot of stuff. I think when I really made the switch to focus on baseball was when I moved out to Okotoks. When I made that decision to go from BC out to Okotoks. What was it about baseball that stood out for you? Honestly, I think it was just the 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 environment. To, first of all, I loved I loved being outside and I loved that. But I also just loved being around and throwing a baseball. And when I was when I was hitting hitting the baseball as well, and it was just. I don't know what it was. It was just something that that clicked with me, I guess. Now, as mentioned, you grew up in the North Delta area, I believe. End up at Dogs Academy in Okotoks. How did that opportunity all come to be? Well, I got a, I got a, I got a phone call, or not a phone call, a text from one of my one of my buddies, Matt Wilkinson, who grew up. We both grew up in Ladner, uh, Ladner, BC, which okay. is um, we're so we're both from the same hometown. He texted me. He said, "My coach is pretty interested in you. What what would you think about uh, coming down to Okotoks?" And when he first when he first sent me this text, I kind of was I was kind of laughing. I was like, "Well, what? Why the heck would I want to go out there? I'm pretty comfortable where I am." But then I had to. Then I I talked to my dad. I was actually started giving it some thought. I talked to my mom and dad. I started giving some thought. I was like, "Is it is it totally crazy that I'm considering this? Because I'd never been away from home for any long per- any lengthy mm-hmm. period of time or away from my family type thing. So that was that was a pretty big decision for me." And obviously it probably helped a little bit knowing Matt and maybe knowing a few faces around the diamond to be able to make that decision just a little bit easier. Oh, for sure. And yeah, definitely, definitely. I had another guy, Cody, Cody Hendricks, who came out with me from BC, who I've, I played with and against a lot, a lot as well. And that definitely made it a little easier for me, but to be completely honest, looking back at it now, and I guess hindsight is twenty twenty. I think it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in terms of my baseball career and just in life in general. 
What did that program mean to you? And not just your development as a baseball player, but also as a young man. Um, honestly, I think just even being able, just moving moving away from home initially, that it's it's made me grow so much in so many different ways. Not only on the baseball field, but I think as a person in general, it makes it it helped me get a little bit more get a little bit more independence, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it it helped me just. I think mature a little bit faster as well. And Oak Tokes and the Dogs Academy, they're just, everybody was so great there and the coaches and the, all the players that I've played with. And it just, I, it, uh, it'll hold a close place in my heart for a pretty long time. Anyone you want to give a shout out to for going the extra mile for you, teammates, maybe some coaches who took you under their wing, that kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Well, I think, uh, my, my, uh, my coach, my pitching coach for sure, Jeff Duda, who's been, he's been awesome for me too. And even, even the head coach, Tyler Hollick, honestly, that whole coaching staff Val too, it was, they've been, they've been really helpful in terms of this whole thing and making me comfortable and making me, even when I was there, it's just feeling like the whole dogs Academy is one big family, which it is to be completely honest, everybody, everybody there. It's, and obviously my parents too, which helped me get through it. I talked to them pretty much every day. I let them know what's going on type of thing. And they've helped me through this whole process. My, my entire family, my two brothers too. It's been, it was, it's been some, it's been a crazy ride, but honestly, awesome. That's fantastic to hear. One of the things that I've heard about that program through talking to actually Cody and Matt and, and Max and, and a bunch of other guys is that that team was something special. Just that group of guys who came together, you go and win tournaments together and you're just dominated in every facet in your eyes. What was so special about that group? I think honestly, well, talent aside, we were, we were a very talented, talented group and talented bunch, but I think, I think we just had a, a drive and a passion for baseball in terms of that we wanted to win. And I think we meshed pretty good as a, as a group, but honestly, I think it was just our, our passion and drive. You get to play with Dogs Black this past summer. What was that experience like? Oh, being 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 a part of that that uh, that league this past summer in the college league and playing everybody playing in front of thousands of people. It was <laughs> the first time I stepped. I remember the first time I stepped on the mound in front of a group of people. It was down in Lethbridge, and it was just another thing that I had to kind of just take a second and be like, "Wow, this is <laughs> this is this is crazy." Because I I don't think I've ever played in front of a more than maybe a hundred people, and to be Going up to going up there and pitching in front of a thousand people or a couple thousand people is just some uh, I was in awe of. It was such a cool experience and something crazy. I really loved being a part of it. And you guys had a couple of college players on that team as well. As somebody who's looking to get to that next level, how much picking of the brains are you doing with some of those veteran guys who've maybe been to that WCBL level before or been to that next level that you're hoping to achieve? Oh, for sure. It's, I, I really like to talk to people or talk to those guys about in terms of being even just on the mound to just mentality with that's a big thing that I like to talk about. That's I'm, I'm always working on the mental side of the game too. It's just how you want, how, how you, how you mentally prepare for, for an outing or just how, how you are in terms of mentality, how you want to attack people and just, just say basically here it is, try and hit it type of thing as in terms of the pitching side. And you've committed to Division One University of Washington. How did that opportunity all come to be? Well, that happened actually, I believe, last, uh, not this past summer, but the summer before. It was, it was a lot of connections and like with my pitching coach Jeff Duda and Tyler Hollick too. They they helped that make a ha- make that happen. But there was a lot of a lot of video being sent in in terms of the COVID year, and they got to watch the live stream of games and see my see my progression. And I got 
I think it was the first, pretty much the first day after I uh, top hit a, hit a 90, which was about a year, year, year and a bit ago now. And uh, I, I got I got on the phone with them. They they said they've been they've been watching me progress. They've been getting videos from my coaches, and and then we kind of had our first conversation. It kind of the, the relationship kind of sparked from there, and we went forward, and then ended up committing uh, probably about a month later. Were there other schools that you had your eye on originally, or was it something where you went, okay, you know what, these guys have shown interest from the get. Let's let's get at it. I had I definitely had been talking to a couple other schools for sure. I had a. I was talking with Illinois State as well and University of Maine, and there was a couple others that hadn't been going too, too deep. But I think in terms of Washington has always been one of the schools that I've been interested in, one of my top, if not, sorry, my favorite school, honestly, since I've been a kid. It was something that I was just like, wow, it'd be really cool to go here. And the fact that it was even an option for me was pretty, pretty mind blowing. And I was I was super excited about it. And and it was uh, it was for sure something I was just kind of like, this just makes sense for me. I suppose it doesn't hurt as well that you're right close to home as well. So you're able to have family and friends come down every so often and cheer you on when you get down there as well. Oh, that definitely helps for sure. That was definitely a factor in the decision too. not only was it one of my favorite schools growing up. It was uh, it was it, it was it's two and a half hours away from my house as a drive. So and we've even got a place out there in Seattle. So it was it was kind of that that definitely helped. And it seemed like a no brainer almost. Very cool. What excites you the most for that opportunity to be able to move to the next level of baseball? Honestly, just that, that, uh, being able to go and that college experience too. And it honestly, that my, my end goal is to be able to play professional baseball. So I think me that step too, it just gets me, helps me and possibly get that one step closer to the professional side. So that also it excites me a lot there too. What kinds of things are you hoping to work on over the next year as you prepare to take that next step? Uh, for me, I want to. Um, I, I'd like to be able to uh, gain a little bit in terms of strength and velocity on the mound, and uh, I, I just want to get stronger as a player, both physically and mentally, and kind of be totally and just totally be prepared for that that next level of college baseball. Fantastic. Well, a couple more questions for you. They're pretty standard here on the podcast. The first one, whether it was Dogs Academy, whether it was back home in BC, you probably had some alumni or former pros or that kind of thing who came through, maybe offered a piece of advice or words of wisdom for you on how to get to the next level. Now that you're that guy who's kind of got the benefit of 2020 hindsight and maybe you get that opportunity to go back and talk to those 12 or 13 or 14 year old kids, what kinds of advice would you offer to them? I think to be completely honest, I, it would be just follow your dreams. Honestly, it would, nobody, don't let anybody tell you, you can't do something because it really, this, when I was, when I was younger, I didn't, I wasn't really sure if this was where I'd be at this moment in time playing for the junior, had playing for the junior national team, being committed to a, to a division one school, one, one of my favorite schools to be, to be exact too. And I think just follow your dreams and don't basically don't let anybody tell you what, what you can't do. Love that one. Final question for you here, Boston. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Oh, it means it means so much. I think it's just uh, it's been it's been my life for a really long time, and it just it 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 made connections for me and relationships that I won't ever forget. And I think it's it's really helped me not only like become. I think it helps me not only become a better person for myself, but I think people around me too. I think. It helps me deal with relationships better, not only not only on the field but off of it as well. And I think it's just it's just helped me as a person in so many different ways. 
Boston, congratulations on all the success you've had to this point. Continued success going forward. All the best going forward. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been it's been awesome. And I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Boston Workington for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice, as those kinds of actions help spread the word about us and the great guests we have on. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.